Does copywriting feel exhausting and overwhelming? Do you struggle to pull words out of your brain that actually click with your audience? And is it hard for you to come up with copy that connects, sounds like you, and pulls people in? If so, you're going to love today's episode. I'm joined by Jess Jordana to talk all about uncomplicating your copywriting systems in order to make creating copy easier. Jess is a copywriter, aka heart translator, who helps creative business owners turn their passion into words people actually get. She runs JessXO, a copywriting agency for creative entrepreneurs, and is the founder of The Prompt Late Shop. She drinks iced coffee all year round and firmly believes if day night isn't tacos, you're doing it wrong. She couldn't do a day in business without her cute hubs, Presley, her brand new baby girl, Parker Jane, or her doodle pup, Joey Tribbiani. She's worked with everyone from solopreneurs to organizations like the Rising Tide Society, the Guide Culture, CEO School, and the Social Bungalow, but her most impressive accomplishment is surviving teaching in the high school classroom and getting to meet her former students for coffee when they come back from college. She's a brand new mama and is so grateful to be able to navigate what building and rebuilding her dream business can look like in balance with building her dream life. In this episode, she's sharing how she breaks down her copy process, why copywriting requires both sides of your brain, and why it is that copywriting seems like an entirely new thing to so many of us. Because it is. You're listening to Chasing Simple, episode 79, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. Let's dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Build a course, they said. Create passive income streams, they said. Get rich and never work, they said. What they forgot to say? Those one-to-many income streams are great, but without an engaged audience that's ready to throw their money at you, being able to say goodbye to the rat race is almost impossible. And the most budget-friendly way to build that engaged audience? Well, it's content marketing. Only content marketing is anything but simple. You've got lots of questions like, how are you supposed to know what to say and when? Who has the time to create the content? And what actually works for building that relationship with you and your audience? If you're a course creator, future course creator, or creative educator with questions like these, I've got something just for you. Chasing Simple, The Summit. 
Come join us from October 11th through the 15th, where more than 20 experts will share how course creators can use content marketing to build an engaged audience and thus your bottom line. All you have to do to grab your free ticket to educational content that will help you build an engaged audience is head to amandawarfield.com forward slash summit. Again, you can grab your one-way ticket to a more engaged audience and higher course sales by heading to amandawarfield.com forward slash summit. Hey, Jess, I am so stinging excited. I have been so eager for this interview, and I'm just so glad that you're here. Why don't we start off by you telling everyone who you are, what you do, and who you serve? Thank you so much. I'm excited to chat with you today. Um, so for those that don't know me, I am Jess. I'm a copywriter and the founder of The Promplet Shop. And in the simplest of words, my job is to help passion-led business owners take that passion and turn it into words that people actually get because hashtag hard. (laughs) I am known for drinking iced coffee all year long. Um, And the cool thing that I get to add to my intro now is that I'm a new mom. Um, I have a little girl named Parker Jane. um, And so that has really been an interesting shift in how I run my business and just kind of approach things and really why things matter for me that I have really, really enjoyed. So that's me in a nutshell. And it's so fun to get to see pictures of her on your Instagram. She's precious. Congratulations. Thank you. So my first question was going to be, can you give us a basic rundown of what copywriting is? But I feel like you've already said that by telling us that it's making it so that people get what you're saying. But do you have anything else to add to that? Yeah, it's copywriting, W-R-I-T-I-N-G, not copywriting like a copyright. So R-I-G-H-T, that is something that everybody gets confused whenever they first kind of like start in business. Um, And so a lot of people in my like local community think that I'm somehow like a lawyer that like stamps copyrights on things, but that is not what I do. (laughs) That's funny. You know, I've never actually thought about it like that, but I can definitely see why that's confusing, especially for people not in the creative industry. Yeah, for sure. So most people who listen to this podcast are solopreneurs. Some of them are side hustlers. Some of them are doing it full time, but most of us are all solopreneurs. So we're all writing our own copy. What is it that you see most often that people are doing where they're getting in their own way for writing good copy? Yeah, I think that one, I think this is a really important question because I think a lot of times we get stuck on something and the online entrepreneur world tells us to stop because that's not in our zone of genius and to outsource it or do something else. But the fact of the matter is if you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur in general, it's really important that you learn to own your message before you hand it off. And I think that that is um, something that goes kind of under the radar sometimes because people are like, oh, I just have to hold on until I can afford to outsource this or whatever. So I just want to empower everybody and tell you that like you don't have to become a copywriter in order to really own your message. So that's one thing. Um, And two, I think that a lot of times people expect to sit down at a blank page and just have absolute genius flow from their fingertips. And that is not even what happens with copywriters. And so writing is a process that 
requires all parts of the brain, but it requires them at different times in the process. And we can't expect all of that to happen at the same time. So we can kind of go into that a little bit more deeper later, but um, I think that's the biggest thing is just expecting too much from your brain. If you don't sit down at the page, the blank page, and have absolute genius in words pour out, that doesn't mean that you can't be a writer. And that doesn't mean that you can't communicate your message for your business really well. We just have to back up a few steps and make sure that we're taking the right process to get there. Oh man, that's so important. And that's something that I took years to figure out for so long. I was, I would, I would write copy and then I would look at someone else's and I'm like, why is it so witty? How are they so witty? How do they have all of these little like personality zings in there? Mm-hmm. And eventually I figured it out that like, oh, this isn't a, you write it once and you're done. It's a, you write it and then you go back and you add stuff yes. in and then you go back and you do some more. So Can you tell us a little bit about what that process looks like for you as a professional copywriter? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the wittiness, something to say about that too, is that really nobody, I just want to like give all kinds of permission because nobody teaches us in school how to write like we talk. They actually teach us not to do that. And so it takes a lot of like unlearning and relearning to be able to have that like write like you talk kind of um, skill. And so that's not necessarily like you have it or you don't. That's really just like a relearning kind of process. So that was a side note. But um, in terms of process, um, the way that we start all client processes is really um, nailing down the foundation for your brand message. So for every single client, we create a brand message and style guide, which basically is um, this is who they are, what they do, who they do it for um, in like the exact words that we want to say it. Um, Here is the mission. Like this is why this business exists. Um, We have like a brand dictionary and like all of that kind of stuff, which I think is really awesome to have um, as a business, but I don't necessarily think that you need to start there if you haven't ever created one. Um, I think you can actually kind of start with your website copy and start with a process that is going to help you get the right words on the page to kind of meet with the right people. And then you can go back retroactively and you can notice your brand voice. So I I think a lot of times when people who aren't copywriters or business owners who are like, man, I just wish I had a brand voice. A lot of times what can happen when you try to tackle that first is that you make something up. And that is really problematic in a lot of different ways. But the primary way is just that it makes it really difficult for you to show up if your brand voice is something outside of yourself. So I really recommend noticing your brand voice after you've written some things um, that you feel like really resonate instead of um, trying to come up with something fancy and then have to have everything that you write kind of fall under that um, voice, if that makes sense. So I always recommend starting with very simply a punch list of what you actually need to say. So this is something that copywriters call um, a spit draft, which is really gross, but (laughs) that just is like the term for it um, that originated in like actual like ad copy marketing. But a spit draft is basically just like a bulleted list of like, um, 
talk about the product, tell why it matters for the audience, explain who it's for, um, what they're actually going to get, like just moving down that list of like, this is what I need to talk about. Or if I were to create a spit draft for a blog post, I would say um, like engaging story, connect to the topic, explain the topic, teach about the topic and then wrap up the topic and connect it back to the story or connect it back to the reader. So it's really just like getting that on the page so that you're not thinking about like, oh, am I getting everything right here? Like, do I have everything I need to say on the page? And then once you have that, like from your logical brain down, then you can allow yourself to really create and really tap into that emotional brain of like how you're going to say it because you're not um, distracted distracted by trying to figure out if you're saying all the right things. Wow. That's super interesting. So you get the logic stuff out there and then you start adding in the creativity. What recommendations do you have for those of us that don't feel like we're super creative? I know that, you know, some people get angry when you say you're not creative, but some of us are more logical logically based. So what suggestions do you have for people to really pull that creativity out of them when they're drafting copy? Yeah, I think one um, kind of mindset that we can reorient is what it means to be creative. I don't think you have to have like oh, what's a really, a company with really good marketing? Chipotle. So I don't think you need to have like Chipotle's wit in order to like be creative. I think creativity can be more so um, just the emotion. And so a lot of us who are more logical, if we just think about like, okay, I need to say this, how do I want it to make people feel And, um, I need to hit on this objection. How do I want it to make people feel? And that might, um, help you put a little bit more color into your writing, um, versus just like saying what it is that you need to say. Um, and I think angles can also be a part of creativity. So like coming at, if you, for example, sell, um, like Disney vacations, you can say, Hey, I sell Disney vacations, Um, or you can say from a different angle, um, what if your three-year-old could have a vacation with Minnie or like something like that is just a different angle to kind of say the same thing. Um, and I think that ultimately is our job always and forever as business owners and marketers of our own businesses is to figure out how to say the same thing in different ways. Um, So it doesn't necessarily have to be creativity, like sitting down with crafts kind of creativity or like writing a screenplay. Um, And so I think that is important to know too. So after you've got some of that added in there, what's the next step with your copy? So we're going to kind of toggle from like logic to emotion and logic to emotion. So um, really the logic side of your brain is the editing side and the emotion side of your brain is the creating side. So anytime you're like generating ideas, 
you want to make sure that you're not trying to edit them at the same time. So we've all had that kind of like gremlin who, when we're writing down ideas is like, oh, that's a terrible idea. Or like, they're going to hate that. Nobody's going to like that. And we need to do our best to like quiet that gremlin as much as possible while we're trying to create. And then we can bring the gremlin back in later because it can sometimes be helpful to be like, okay, is this the right thing for this audience? Um, Is this going to translate to them? Does it make actual sense? All of that kind of stuff. So you start out with what you actually need to say. Then you go into, okay, how do I want to say this? And then you can go back into logic and read through it and say, does this actually get things across? Like, so I have, what is it as my first kind of like bullet point? And then I used my creativity to explain what it was. And then I go back with my logical brain and I say, okay, does this actually like tell what it is kind of thing. So it's really just this kind of back and forth of like, okay, I'm going to put on my logic hat. I'm going to put on my emotion hat and letting those things play together, but not expecting them to happen at the same time. Okay. I like that. I like that. You, you want to keep the two separate. So once you get to this place, because I know that none of us will ever feel like our copy is done necessarily. Mm -hmm. How do you know when to stop fiddling with it? Mm -hmm. That's a really great question. Um, Let me think. I think that published is always better than perfect. So I would say to always 100% put it out before you think it's ready. And I don't mean before you think it's ready, like before you put a price on a sales page or something like that, but before you feel like it's absolutely 100% the best thing you could ever write because you're never really going to feel that way. So I think the important practice is to publish before you think it's perfect regularly um, so that then you have a chance to um, evaluate if it's actually working because the reality is a message is never going to matter unless it like hits an actual human. Um, so I think that that is one important thing. And two, I think you can know that it's ready. If you feel like somebody who has never seen the product before could get a sense of what it is or seen your business before could get a sense of what it is and be able to take the next step. I think that like baseline is the goal of our websites that we sometimes forget um, is that the goal isn't just to fill space with words, but it's to give them enough information to be able to take that next action, which is to download a freebie or book a call with us or whatever that may be for your website specifically. So we've got the copy out there. What are the steps after it's published? Does it end there? No, (laughs) that's a good question. So I think this is something that I love to talk about because I think once you have website copy published or a sales page published, then that almost becomes the seed um, that helps everything else grow. It's kind of like the um, paying the utility bill for your business. So it like turns all of the lights on, so to speak. And so you need to make sure that you're going back to that website copy and using it as a foundation. And I'm saying website copy as just like a blanket statement, but it could be like a sales page for an offer or whatever that may be. You need to use that as a foundation for creating your social media, for um, writing to your email list, for all of those things. 
if nothing else, to make sure that the methods that you're using to drive to the website, then get them there and they see some consistency. Because I think what happens a lot of times is that we put our website copy up and never look at it again. And then we focus on our marketing efforts and maybe something changes in our messaging or whatever. And then we're like, Ooh, I want people to go to my website, but I'm actually really embarrassed because it doesn't talk about what I actually do. (laughs) So using that website as your checkpoint um, and your foundation, make sure that that won't happen because if anything changes in the business, you change it there first. And then you can make sure that you have that kind of consistency driving people back there. Okay. I love this. I'm certainly guilty literally of this right. I am too. Trust me. (laughs) My website is atrocious and I just redid it at the beginning of the year. So I certainly have not been using it as a checkpoint. How do you suggest we build that into our like rhythms and routines in our business? You can do it like as an audit kind of situation. So I don't know you're super organized. So you probably have like a duty day, so to speak. (laughs) So you could add it into your duty day list. But um, if you're less organized like me, I just add it into either my monthly kind of check-in things or my quarterly. So I don't necessarily always do those things on a certain day or anything. um, But I do have just like a punch list of things that I need to do monthly or quarterly. Um, And I think that helps you. I actually have on Instagram, we can maybe link it in the show notes. I have like a copy audit kind of um, thing that takes you through some questions that you can ask yourself to make sure that your messaging is still on point. Um, And so I think that's really helpful. But I think it's also helpful to make sure that your copy is stemming from like your core beliefs, because those are going to be the things that don't change. And so that makes it to where it's really just the delivery that changes or like the offer itself that changes rather than the whole foundation for your messaging changing. And that's when you have to like throw the baby out with the bathwater and like start over kind of thing. So I think having that like really solid foundation whenever you start is a way to kind of keep it from having to redo your website copy every single month or quarter or whatever. (laughs) Okay. I love that. We will definitely link to that in the show notes, friends. So make sure you check those out so you can check. I'm going to go grab it. (laughs) It's really just a post so everybody can see it. I should probably turn it into like a download or something, but you should (laughs) give the people what they want (laughs) or at least like a page on your website or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Get the traffic in. Um, which in the future, if you do that, let me know and I'll update the show notes, but we'll definitely link to that in the show notes because I need to add that to my monthly check-in as well. Yep. Yep. Because that's, yep. Okay. So what, what is a way that we typically overcomplicate creating copy and how can we simplify the entire process so that it doesn't take us 400 years to create our website copy? Yeah. I think kind of two ways that we overcomplicate One is the starting with the blank page, which I talked about already is kind of problematic because we're just expecting too much from our brains. Um, And then two is actually other copywriters might hate me for this, but is actually like the market research. Um, And by market research, I don't mean like research on your audience, which that also can sometimes get in the way, but I mean like searching for inspiration in your industry. (laughs) And so I think a lot of times when we write copy, we're like, Ooh, I've never written a sales page before. I better go check out like how, 
um, Jenna Kutcher does it or like somebody that we look up to that, like, of course they have it like down. Um, and that is problematic because one, when we look at like the gurus and we kind of, um, try to like swipe inspiration from them. One, we're not really even sure how that works. Um, so we don't know the results of that copy or any of the other pieces that they have in place to make sure that that works. So we don't know the email sequences that they're sending people to all of that kind of stuff matters, but there really is no way to get around inter-industry research causing this like spiral of comparison. And there, I mean, like, tell me there's a way and I'll probably argue back that there's not, because even if you are, you are telling yourself that you're going into it objectively and you just want to like, see what's out there. There is a little bit of that comparison spiral in your brain of like, man, that's really good. I wish I could do something like that, but I'm never going to have something that's that cool or that says it in that way. Um, and so I think, especially when you feel shaky with your messaging, we need to just eliminate that inspiration research altogether um, because it's not going to help us at all. And then maybe once you feel more solid in your message, you can do some like market research in terms of like the offers that are out there and all that kind of stuff, because it helps inform things. But I really just think we need to eliminate it altogether towards the beginning um, because it just does us dirty to be honest. (laughs) 100%. And the two points you made about one, you don't know if it even works. They could be experimenting with that. And two, you don't know the full story is something that we talk about on this podcast all the time. And the idea that you look at these people, these gurus, and they have full teams behind them. They're not a solopreneur doing it all on their own. They probably hired that out to a professional copywriter like you, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not, in fact, I know for a fact that Jenna Kutcher hires her copywriting out, right? We know that she does. Uh, Ashlyn Carter has written her copy. We can't compare ourselves to someone who is way ahead of us in the journey. We'll get there one day. But right now we are way back here and that's where we need to focus is where we are so that we can take one step forward and then the next and then the next. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. Right. And you're, I mean, to, I know that this was like, not what you meant, but I think a lot of times we think like, oh, I'll get to where Jenna Kutcher is one day, but you won't, you will get to where Amanda Warfield is and you'll be like the Amanda Warfield. And so I think that is something that we have to kind of shift in our brains too, is like, what are we moving towards? We're not moving towards becoming the next Tony Robbins or Jasmine star or whatever. We're moving towards becoming that best version of ourselves. And that sounds really cheesy, but just wanted to say, (laughs) yes, no, thank you for that. So it's so true. And I certainly didn't mean that to come out the way it did. So I'm glad you no, yes. Pull it back. Um, but yeah, we we all have our own path and our own journey and a place where we're going to get. And we've talked about this on the podcast too, is that a lot of us don't want to be heads of right. huge companies. I'm perfectly happy being a solopreneur and not having a team. Mm-hmm. And that's it okay too. A whole bag of worms for sure mm-hmm. to start having your job becomes less of what you actually do and more of like pouring into that team. So you have to like really want that. And so I think that that totally pours into our messaging, that constant need to like recalibrate, where am I actually going? And so when we kind of like 
take inspiration from other people's messages and then just sort of sidestep it and tweak it a little bit, then that makes it to where we're not really headed anywhere. Um, and we're just kind of like putting out words to fill space that we think sound good, but the messaging has so much power to get you where you want to go. If you keep that like vision in mind. I love that so much. (laughs) So If you were to give everyone one single action step to take today to improve their copywriting, what would it be? Yeah, I think it would be to, so the next thing that you go to write for your business, whether that is an email to a client or a social media post or a blog post or whatever that may be, I want you to, after you write it, create a spit draft for that. So you're going to kind of back up and think like, okay, what were the line items in this piece of writing? And how can I just like bullet point those out so that the next time you go to write something similar, you can just look at that bulleted list and you'll be one step ahead in the process of being able to dive into the creativity instead of having to think about what you need to write about. And I would suggest creating those outlines for like everything that you possibly can in your business. Okay. I love that so much. And that's not something that I think I've ever heard anyone say before, because you typically hear have a full template and that definitely has a time and place, but for so many things, especially like the bigger projects, Mm -hmm. that's not a template. That's something that yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. And you can definitely, yeah, you can definitely build out a template too, but I am a big fan of like thinking about what is holding you back and then going like one step before that. And so I think sometimes in like writing a canned email or writing an actual template for yourself or trying to go and find one from somebody, people are like, okay, well, I'll like put that on my list for later. But if it was literally just like bullet pointing out what you just wrote, then that would be really approachable and would help get you a little bit further so that maybe you'd have time to go write a full template later or something like that. I love it. So. We end every episode with a book recommendation. What would be one book that everyone should go read? And it can be business related, but doesn't have to be. This is so hard because I just think everybody should read regularly because I'm a big, big reader. But the teacher um, in you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. My biggest goal. I was a high school English teacher a senior high school English teacher. And a lot of my students had never read a book before. And I'm sure a lot of people in high school, like never, ever had read a book. And so my goal was to like make reading sexy. So guys, reading is sexy, do it. (laughs) But I think the thing that the book that's had the biggest impact on my business and even my life um, is called The One Thing by Gary Keller. It's such a good one. And I knew I like wanted to recommend something obscure. It's like my wing four on the Enneagram, but it's just so good. And I knew that other people have probably heard of it, but it's really good. And I think that it really combats the trouble that we have as creatives of having all the ideas. Like ideas are really not our problem. Focus is our problem. And that book really brings you back to focus in every single thing that you do. So I think it's really, really powerful. Yeah, it's a great book. Everyone, if you haven't read it, you should definitely go read it. Now, Jess, earlier you mentioned very briefly an offering that you have that will help people not start from that blank page. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Because I think everyone will appreciate learning more. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I 
a long time ago in my business, a long, like couple of years ago, <laughs> which is like decades in the online business world. Um, I had too many inquiries to deal with in terms of done for you copywriting. And a lot of people were asking me, Hey, can I just get like a template to tide me over like an industry specific template for like an about page or something like that. And I had such a hard time because the teacher in me knew that if I were to give the equivalent of like five paragraph essay kind of like template, that that was not going to get people the results that they really wanted. It wasn't going to help them stand out. It wasn't going to help them really figure out their message at all. And so instead I created the promplets, which basically in its simplest version is prompts plus templates. But um, it's a process that allows you to figure out your ideas in the beginning without the pressure of needing to turn it into copy. And then it walks you through figuring out the actions that you want people to take from what you're writing. And then it provides a library of templates for you to choose from that work for your business so that you can put those into a format um, and write copy that really makes sense to move people to that action. So um, we have promplets for website copy and we have a sales page promplet and we also have social media caption promplets. And then we have a little bitty um, welcome guide promplet for service providers also. I love it. And we will link to that whole shop in the show notes. So y'all can check it out if you want a little bit of a starting point when it comes to your copywriting. Okay, Jess, I know that everyone is going to want to come find you, get to know you better. Where can they do that? Um, I am on Instagram at Jess Jordana. Um, and you can basically find everything that you could get from me on Instagram. Um, so that's probably the best place to come. And my website is jessicajordana.com, just a little variation. Um, and the promplet shop can be found at that website as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. This entire step-by-step process that you've given has been so helpful and I can't wait to hear what everyone thinks of it. So thank you for, thank you for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you loved most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.